Greetings, fellow claim professionals. This is Kevin Quinley of Quinley Risk Associates, and this is episode 13, I think we're up to, of the Claims Coach podcast. This is the podcast that delivers tips, tools, and techniques to help great claim and risk professionals get even better at managing their claims, their caseload, their time, their resources, and their careers. This week's topic is on attending conferences. A number of you may be planning on attending the upcoming CPCU conference uh, and prepping for that. This year it's held in San Diego in mid-October. I will be attending and speaking uh, at that conference on the morning of October 16th, so uh, please join me there. But I want to talk about getting the most value from the conferences that you attend, whether it's CPCU, CLM, or others. But before packing your suitcase and snagging tickets, uh, let's say to the San Diego Zoo, if you're going to uh, the CPCU conference, step back and think about how you can maximize the value of attending that conference, or for that matter, any professional confab. I think we can stipulate that continuing education is not a luxury, it's a necessity. Um, one expert psychologist said that the half-life of a professional's competence uh, as time after completion of professional training uh, has, has become, has made practicing professionals about roughly half as competent as they were upon graduation to meet the demands of their profession. Now, a lot of companies have initiatives that show support, management support for continuing ed. This could include recognition, uh, paying fees and expenses, willingness to send adjusters and claims people to off-sites for several days to complete CE requirements. For some, continuing education is a legal obligation. In some states, it may be a licensing requirement to keep your claims licensed. So let's talk about the three phases of preparation. That's before the conference, phase one, <clears throat> during the conference, phase two, and post-conference, phase, phase three. So let's talk about pre-conference, getting ready. A couple of tips here. Number one, assess your company's aims and client needs. Begin your pre-conference planning by determining what your company wants you to do next with the knowledge that you gain there and what do your customers need for the future. You know, view attendance at a conference as a growth opportunity. You view, view this as your own personal research and development phase, if you will. Take a critical and honest look at your skills. Discuss with your manager the company's future needs, what will customers need in the next three to five years. Focus on what benefits your company can gain which in turn can benefit your career. So link your continuing education to your own professional and career objectives. And focus on business and career objectives, not just checking off a CE requirement. You need to learn about the business of insurance, but also sometimes need to learn about the business of your policyholders or claimants to make sure your, your session selections encompasses all of these objectives. So. Think strategically. Number two, pick your sessions based on the subject matter and your learning style. For example, a lecture may not be for you, 
but an interactive role play, a panel discussion, may be. Pick the sessions that best suit your learning style. Take a look at the advanced program. They're often available on the website, sometimes downloadable as a PDF, to review the sessions, the tracks, and plot the sessions you want to attend. And discuss the sessions you want to attend with your supervisor or manager. But pick the sessions that will deliver maximum value. This is especially important if the sessions are concurrent, uh, which they frequently are. We're attending one session means that you're missing others going on simultaneously. So attend panels and presentations on topics closest to the claims you handle or the challenges you face most in your claim department. Okay, so that's phase one. Phase two is during the conference. Couple of tips here. Number one, dress the part. Okay, find out in advance the dress code. A lot of conferences say very little about this in their brochures. So there are two options. One is to assume that the default mode is formal business. And guys, that, that means a suit or sport coat and a tie. The other approach is to phone the conference host, organizer, and ask. Because one role you fill at business conferences is to be your company's ambassador. And being an effective corporate flag bearer includes looking the part, being professional. So don't attend a conference with a I'm on holiday attitude or mindset. You're on stage, look professional, and plan attire apropos to the conference. Tip number two here, go and get in early. Find a good seat to the session. It may seem fashionable to arrive late. Dawdling can relegate you to the back of the room or unable to get a seat. So, And also sit near the front. Introduce yourself to the person to your left and to your right. Network. Get out your pen and pad and get ready to take notes. When you attend the conference, really be there. Really be present. So turn off the cell phone and pay attention to the speakers and participate in the interactive parts of the session. Keep your head in the game. Number three, take notes. Capture nuggets you want to remember post-conference. Could be resources to check out, ideas and projects they trigger, people to connect with. Also, again, taking notes keeps your head in the game by engaging more than just one sense. Number four, collect handouts. When you get back to your hotel room, call through the handouts that you deem as keepers and separate those having little relevance for you. If you see a great PowerPoint deck, ask if the slides will be available. Some conferences offer them on the event website, sometimes beforehand, sometimes after. Others publish a hard copy of the slides in a conference booklet or program. And occasionally, the presenters will have a hard copy of the PowerPoints as handouts. Next tip is pack ample business cards. If you connect with a potential client or a business partner or a future employer during a reception, during a breakout session or lunch, be ready to exchange business cards. Another tip, keep a running tab of action items during the conference, things to follow up on when you get back to the office. And then follow up, calendar a day, not the first day back, to review your action list. And then transfer each action item onto your daily task list. 
or if you use Outlook, build a list of future calendared tasks and sprinkle them among advanced dates on your calendar. Another tip, network during breaks. Resist the temptation to check your phone messages and check your email or place calls. Look, you can do that anywhere. What you can't get anywhere, though, is FaceTime with other claim professionals. Now, these breaks can be very useful for that. Use them to meet new people, exchange business cards, chat up new acquaintances, or reconnect with existing contacts. Another tip. At the end of each day, organize your receipts and expenses. I know it's a pain in the butt. Completing expense forms is a distasteful but necessary part of attending conferences. You can make it less onerous by doing a little each day. So before your trip, grab an empty envelope and label it, for example, Receipts CPCU Trip or Receipts CLM Conference and dump the receipts there at the end of the day. And maybe save your company's expense account template to your laptop or tablet's hard drive. Finally, during the conference, pace yourself and monitor your energy level. This includes your um, <clears throat> nighttime activities. Be careful about A, the amount you eat, B, your alcohol intake, C, how late you stay out, and D, the amount of sleep and rest you get. These all impact your mood, your attitude, your energy, your mental focus, and fluency in interacting with others. So that's the during conference stage. A couple of quick tips about post-conference. Number one, put a copy of the course curriculum in your personnel file or request that it be done. Review it at the end of the year to see if your personal growth objectives have been met. Number two, try to use what you learned at the conference. When you get back, integrate what you heard, what you learned into your regular work practices. Reinforce newly learned behavior and skills. Number three, share with others what you learned. If your handwriting is bad, like mine, <clears throat> type your notes or dictate them or have someone transcribe them and then share them with coworkers. When you get useful handouts from a conference, share those with coworkers. Scan them in and email a copy as an attachment with a short cover note. And save copies of useful handouts to your hard drive for future reference. When you, when you take the initiative to do this without being asked, to share what you learn, it, blunt, it blunts any perception from on high that this was just a junket and better positions you to get approval for future conference attendance. Number four, use those business cards. You probably come back with a fistful of business cards, hopefully. What to do with them? Well, transfer that information into your contacts database, whether that's Outlook, a, a low-tech like Rolodex, or a tabbed notebook. Note when and where you met that person. Follow up with an email to each new contact saying how nice it was to meet them at the conference, if there are business development opportunities, calendar recurring reminders to follow up with a phone call, email, or visit. And finally, post-conference, show management the value of your conference attendance. Upper management often wonders just how value-added conferences are, especially given the loss of productivity away from the office. At the end of the year budget, 
for the next year's event, okay, included in there. A lot of conferences recur annually. And if the conference is good and you want to attend again, check the dates for next year's event or calendar to check on them later. Put those dates on your calendar. Mark it tentative. Also, factor in that conference expense when you're drafting next year's budget. Include it in your proposed budget to maximize the odds that you can attend again. But show management the value of the conference attendance, that it wasn't a junket. It was substantive. You learned from it, and you shared and disseminated those takeaways with your claims team. So to wrap up, following these suggestions should help you maximize the benefit to you and your company and make planning for your next conference much easier. So pack these tips along with your clothes, your smartphone, your laptop before flying to San Diego for the CPCU conference or any industry gathering. Hey, if you like the content here, please subscribe to the Claims Coach podcast on iTunes and leave a review. For more information on uh, my menu of services, please visit me on the web at www.claimscoach.com. Connect with me on Twitter at ClaimsCoach or through LinkedIn. And thanks for listening, and be sure to check back for future claims and risk management resources from Quinley Risk Associates.